It's time for Football Friday, Florida Georgia Week, right here, coming up, Paul Feinbaum. Yes, it's time again for Buddy Mark. Call him up and tell him what you're thinking. But be kind because he's doing the best he can. Better. Stronger. Faster. Mama says that alligators are owner because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Georgia weekend. We've been waiting for it, and now we've got it. On a football Friday, glad to be with you today this fine autumn day. Is it autumn? Yeah, I guess it is now, right? Officially. Doesn't feel like it. 80 degrees outside. wonder if there'll be any wind coming off that uh, St. John's River on Saturday when we get to Jacksonville. Got a jam program for you today. Paul Feinbaum from the Paul Feinbaum Show and SEC Nation, which will be on site in Jacksonville. I can never get it right. I think it's TIAA Stadium. I, you know, it's the old Gator Bowl. Okay? Stuck in the 60s there. Uh, Paul Feinbaum joins us on the program. Getting off a plane as we speak. Should be cooking up with him in a matter of moments. We'll get his take on the game and the outcome and maybe a few controversial items that have taken place this past week, particularly regarding officiating and maybe the use of the term world's largest outdoor cocktail party, which we've been talking about ad nauseum on this show. I apologize for those of you who may have been offended by it. It has nothing to do with drinking of alcohol in terms of consumption or promoting or endorsing. But that's for another time. After this week, you won't have to hear it again for a while. Everybody excited about this? Uh, Coming up, we've got our wagers today. Uh, The Okada Quarterback Club guys I pick with every week. Danny, who's done pretty well, and Fred, who keeps the score, so always does well. He can pencil whip us if he had to. He'll give us his pick. And Joe Williams, my good friend from Colorado of the Joe Williams Show, who's a pretty darn good handicapper, will get his picks. We're going head-to-head. Last time I checked and did the math, I was somewhere about 100 bucks ahead. We have a mythical bankroll. We're about 1200 and that right now. Started with 1000 so we're ahead there. And then the Iron Duke, France Beard, joins us on the program, and he will uh, give us his take and his prediction as well. Meanwhile, let me remind you, this is the Buddy Martin Show Facebook Live Edition. We're with you every Monday, Wednesday, excuse me, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 p.m. And then we have the Football Friday Show on 11 o'clock a.m. on Facebook Live. And then sometimes, and we might be tomorrow, we pop up live from an event or after a, a Gator football game or whatever. And so uh, look for us there too as well. I want to remind you also, this is a podcast. And I want to say one more time, i going to find my little note here to Elaine McKinstry. We dedicate this to her all week long. She's the 83-year-old lady who listens to the podcast 
and thank you, and keep listening. Go to iTunes to find it, by the way. Uh, you can also, soon you'll be able to go to one place, get all these things. We're on all over the place here. We're on um, Stitcher, we're on iTunes Radio, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, uh, we do the podcast for those who can't get on Facebook or don't have Facebook, and it's starting to get a groundswell, so we're glad of that. So don't forget, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, etc. for the Buddy Martin Show podcast. Uh, I want to welcome a new sponsor today. Uh, it's actually an old sponsor, Grinders for Men in Ocala. It's been around since 1962. Uh, Augie Grinder, the late Augie Grinder, was the one who started it, founded it, good friend of mine, uh, now operated and owned by David DeSantis. I'm going to tell you more about their clothing. I'll be going by there today to check out some of their uh, materials, some of their sh- shirts for the fall. And uh, if you've never been to Grinders, well, if you're a young man or an old older guy, they got it for all generations. I'll tell you all about that. Glad to have David and, and the team back on the program. By the way, they got a big meeting today at the O'Callagator Tip-Off Club with Coach Mike White in Gainesville. The club gets to visit with him. So we'll tell you more about that. Uh, good morning to Alex Jenkins, uh, David Soderquist. Don Wilder, uh, Paula Chanel, I don't think I've seen you on Paula, Becky Smith Carlisle, uh, Ramon Bernhardt, David Soderquist again, all over the place, Roger Burns, yeah, over there in the, um, oh, I'm sorry, what, at the hospital, spending this afternoon, I was, man, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're okay, Roger, so yeah, all right, so uh, thanks to Brian and Jake and all you folks online, I'll get back to you in a minute right now, I'm going to try to hook up with our friend Paul Feinbaum, who should be getting off the plane about now, he said. And if it all goes well, we'll check with Paul. This is going to be one of those rare times when um, SEC Nation and ESPN Game Day, they're at the same time. Uh, and that rarely happens. It's going to be a big day Hello. in Jacksonville, Florida, for what we call the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. But our guest doesn't have to do that. That's okay. We won't force his hand. Mr. Paul Feinbaum joins the program. Good morning, Paul. I think that's what the name of the that's the name of the game, buddy. Why it is. It is. I mean, look, hey. Uh, what I mean, are they uh, going to do? Uh, they going to suspend me for a half or something? Exactly. I, I, listen, kudos to you yesterday for working it in. All right, <laughs> on the slide. Well, I, I just think it's I think it's stupid when when everyone in the world identifies with the world's largest outdoor cocktail party and i mean i don't we can act like people don't drink at football games i mean let's be real <laughs> really <laughs> really oh man uh yeah it, we could get into that for a long time i'll just leave it at this i quit calling it that for a long time i thought well why i'm not in, i'm not a huge drinker i don't endorse alcohol but i'd love a good party don't you yeah i mean and to me that's what uh the moniker represents, buddy. It represents uh, two fan bases coming together at a neutral site, having a great time. Versus, I mean, what is it called? The Red? Uh, I don't even know the River City Showdown. I mean, River City, yeah, that, one of those terrible thing monikers. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, yeah, I mean, so 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 we'll let that go for now. But I, I just embrace this culture because Paul, you grew up in the South. I grew up in the South. You know, the social part of football is really a big part of this. And you asked me on your show earlier this week. I probably owe you an apology, by the way. Uh, we about what makes it so big, and you know, it, it's 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 dog nation up and down the first coast and the south coast of Georgia. And if you've never been to Jacksonville, I have. You had friends lived in Ponte Vedra. I've gone up and down Ponte Vedra Boulevard to a dozen parties, and half of them were bulldog parties. 
And I don't, I'm not a big tailgater, but they all mix and mingle. They have their own, but they, have, it's really a great weekend. Sometimes two weeks for Bulldog fans. They stay a couple of weeks, so they enjoy coming down this way. Well, enough of that. Let's talk about your show. I'm pretty excited. I'm going to be there in, in, in parking lot uh, P tomorrow morning uh, when you and the team roll out there. First, are you there with close to game day? Where's game day? Um. I don't know. I'm supposed to be on game day, so I'll find out uh, at nine o'clock <laughs> in the morning. Uh, but, uh, it's it, it is um, it's not that far from mm-hmm. where we are, but buddy, I I do not know. Yeah, yet. No. You just go where they tell you. You get a shuttle and they take yeah, you, I mean, and you it, go. It won't be. Uh, I promise you. Having spent a year on game day, it will not be difficult to find. Yeah, I'm sure it won't. Well, we'll be uh, oddly enough, our parking lot passes right there in B, so we're gonna have to go at five o'clock to get there in time. But anyway, we had your teammate, Laura, on yesterday. Had a nice chat with her. <clears throat> we visited a little bit. She said the words, world's largest outdoor cocktail party will not be coming out of her mouth. She says she likes your job. Uh, and we talked uh, about... She's a little more... I mean, listen, she's, she follows the rules more than me. What do yeah. you, I, mean, I, I don't have much of a career left to blow. She does. <laughs> Paul, if you ever start following the rules, I'm going to be disappointed in you, okay? <laughs> if you, you, you can't follow stinking rules. You don't know how. <clears throat> no, but, well, you know, it's, uh, but, but she, Laura will because uh, she, you know, there's a reason why she's the host of that show, and I'm just a, uh, I'm a bit player. Yeah, right, you're a bit player. Uh, it's been quite an interesting couple of weeks for you. Uh, we don't have to get into the Carvel call, but I do want to get into a little bit a subject that is almost taboo because I don't want to get into the, all the network politics. But let me just express my concern, and then you tell me if I'm wrong. You were taught in civics in high school. That absolute power corrupts absolutely. Centralized power, I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, what, what, libertarian, it does. We know history has taught us that. And you have to be careful about that. And I'm, I'm not saying that we're here yet, but the story I heard in the recent days, which I believe was that the Devin White call, and you went through all this, the James Carville and stuff, uh, which was originally called targeting. And then I'm told from a very good source I trust um, that uh, uh, that this uh, uh, that the call was going to be overturned, and they were told by the people in Birmingham. Now I'm just telling you what they said: that no, stay with it, leave it at targeting. And if that's well, yeah, I, I, listen, I, I heard I, I, that's interesting, but. I, and I think you probably heard uh, Steve Shaw the previous week talk about yes. the collaborative replay. Yes. Um, I, I, I'd like to know more about that because that's, I have not heard that, and, and I'm, I'm wondering why the why the why the replay operation, the command center, would overturn the replay booth. That's the problem. Now I may have somebody may have their facts wrong, but the source is I don't want to use the cliche unimpeachable, but pretty darn close to it. All right. Uh, listen, uh, I believe you, but uh, I, don't, I just don't understand uh, why they would do that, though. Um, but, but again, I, I don't know, and, and, and I spent five days talking to angry LSU fans who are convinced that Nick Saban, uh, in his spare time, makes every call that uh, for every team. But I, I just, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a purist about very few things in the world. But I have always been a purist about officiating integrity because I know these guys, and I know you do too, and they're like the two of us when it comes to uh, 
being you know wanting to be respected by our peers that they they work hard to get it right they don't have the time nor nor i think the the machiavellian mindset to start thinking sideways and peripherally they're just looking at the call as it as it's made now what happens when it gets up into the into the booth I, i've been in those booths before it's pretty mm-hmm. crazy mm-hmm. they're not they they're under the gun make a decision quickly and yeah, how yeah, and I've also been in Birmingham at the command center, uh, so I I feel like I have a pretty good handle on it. But but listen, I'm going to defer to you. I don't have a source telling me otherwise. Well, look, here's the thing, and I'll, we'll go to on to the football game because I don't want to get caught up in this. You talked about it all week long, and you don't have much time here, and I want to get your knowledge on the game. And that is this: if a person who is an official or a former official tells me this. I take credence with it. If it's some fan, sure. forget about it. All right. I mean, look, we know how fans are and God bless them. Uh, but this is the thing that concerns me. And all I'm saying to you is if you were my boss and I worked for you at the Birmingham News or Post Post Herald and, and, and you, and I came and told you this, you say, buddy, drop everything, go out and do some shoe leather work and find out what is this all about. Unfortunately, there are very few journalistic organizations who have the resources and time to do that. And we, so we sit there and wait for somebody to come up with it. But it is disconcerting, and it's something that I'm sure you'll be watching closely. All right, Paul. I don't no, no, I'll say this in conclusion. Uh, yeah. If you're right, more than anyone else in this uh, in this universe uh, that cares about this, subject, I want to know, because mm-hmm. I've spent four days going on five defending the integrity, mm-hmm. and I don't care where I work, and mm-hmm. you know how I feel about that. Yeah. I'd like to know what the truth is. Yeah. So would I. And I certainly don't hope I've opened a can of worms for you. And I will go back to this source at some point and ask this person who probably won't want to tell me now that I've come out public with it. But it was said to in a public place. So that's why I'm bringing it up. Anyway. All right, Paul. Here we are. Here we are. Imagine. You know, by the way, I got a new name for UCF. And let's change the name from the Knights to the Unicorns. <laughs> I mean, it fits perfectly, right? Unicorns are made real, right? They live, they're a fictional character who become real. My granddaughter's got unicorns. So UCF wants to be a unicorn. Great. Here's my concern. And security is one of those things. Tomorrow and this afternoon, you'll be out there too. Your show starts at three o'clock this afternoon in Jacksonville. Tomorrow, you'll be out there among the millions. And these people have made it known their nightmare. They're going to try to basically have a sit-in, what we used to call them back in the 60s, with their signs on UCF. You've been a critic, naturally, uh, and many have. I'm a little fed up with it. It's getting tacky for me. But anyway, what's going to happen there? Are you concerned about security? And sign off one more time on UCF, showing up to the world's largest outdoor cocktail party and making it about UCF. I'm not concerned, uh, you know, because we, we do have security and frankly, I, I find, uh, UCF fans to, to be like gnats on your, uh, arm at, at a 4th of July picnic. I mean, mm. you shoot them away and, and you don't ever think about them again because they, they are irritating, but, but not, but not seriously, uh, in, in, not dangerous in, or, or they're not seriously endangering any mm-hmm. of us because, uh, uh, the program just doesn't matter, buddy. I mean, mm-hmm. they have a nice little program down there, and uh, they, they can win twenty in a row or fifty in a row. I had Bianchi on this week, who tried to make an exam, who tried to say that because they were undefeated last year, this year that 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 should help them. That, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything. Um, they still have they still don't have a quality win that rivals anyone uh, that we talk about on a, on a general uh, basis. 
my final thought on them, could they go to Baton Rouge and win a game? No. Uh, could they go into the Swamp and win? No. Could they go to Georgia or Alabama or Auburn? Uh, no. I, I know I know they beat Auburn last year, but that was a quirky situation, and uh, they, beat, they beat them straight up. But, frankly, if, they had, if that game had mattered something to Auburn, I, I don't think it would have happened. Yeah. All right, so so much to UCF. Let's talk Florida, Georgia in the remaining time, and tell me if I'm keeping you over because you've got another show to do, I know. But let's just let's size it up. This is a real ball game. And some people think maybe the line might be out of culture. Maybe it's the Pollyannas, it's people like myself, who think Florida has a good chance of winning this game. In fact, may, and certainly six and a half points would be a sweet thing to be sitting with if you were a gambling man, which I'm not. Size up this game now compared to where it was and what you think is going to happen tomorrow. Well, buddy, where it was was it was a joke a year ago. You know that. I mean, we sat there on the set uh, of our program, uh, you know, watching uh, and, and and seeing the denials of, of Jim McElwain's future when we all knew it was a fait accompli. Uh, I I believe George is going to win this game. Now, before anyone overreacts, I, I, I fully admit because you know I'm transparent. I don't I don't have a clue uh, to why I believe that. Um, <laughs> Other than I started the season with a false narrative, uh, or a narrative, I should say, that Georgia was going to be good, and I keep trying to will them into being very good. They have not been, uh, which should concern anyone who should be adaptable. I still have a sneaking suspicion that, that Florida has done it, not so much with smoke and mirrors, but with brilliant coaching by Dan Mullen. And usually brilliant coaching can take you a long way. I don't know if it can take Florida far enough against what I think is a slightly superior team. Now, buddy, upsets happen every week. This would be an upset in my mind. Maybe it wouldn't be. I think Dan Mullen has done a much better job this year coaching, but I I just have a a sense that Georgia will correct some of the mistakes in in this bye week and be a slightly different team. Now, Having said all that, okay, and by the way, that would not pass. I would not get a good grade in, in 11th grade debate class because I didn't, I didn't give you a solid <laughs> argument. The thing that concerns me about Georgia is something's wrong there with, with Justin Fields. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting a, a weird vibe about his lack of playing time. And, hmm. buddy, you saw the, you saw the decommitment yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the running back. Yes, five star. And uh, that's about the sixth uh, one, Paul. I'm just dropping something in the yep. water, uh, maybe blowing up my own theory about this game, but but I there is a bad vibe coming from there um, that I, I don't know enough about right now, but I've watched a lot of college football off the air as you have. So mm-hmm. um, I you you concerned me the other day when you when you picked Florida, and I like I like your reasoning. Maybe I'm just being stubborn, okay? Um, but I, I'm still on the Georgia bandwagon. Mm-hmm. But let me assure you. I'm looking for an exit. <laughs> You'll have plenty of them there to go at. Well, hey, look, I mean, yeah. I, there, it, it's it's really kind of ridiculous, to be honest with you. Gator fans, on the show last time we talked about this, and with Laura as well, is this kind of a overconfidence. That, that's weird, being an underdog. Now, come on. Yeah. I mean, Georgia, yeah. look, here's, we'll sum it up with this and let you go. Georgia's got the pieces. they got more four and five stars, okay? But if you go down the list of everything from special teams to offensive line, to running backs, to wide receivers, to defensive Todd Grantham's defense, and the D-line, and the players they got, and the way they're playing. and the, I mean, 
if you, yeah, I could make a case for Florida being a better quote unquote team and with a, maybe a better coach, but we'll see. We can't say that yet because Kirby's a heck of a coach. But on game day, when you got to make those decisions, Mullen is playing chess and they've all been playing checkers. Let's see how that works out. Now, I understand your reticence, but it feels to me like there's something transformative here. Yeah, and listen, I, I'm if I, if I was sitting in your audience, I would not be impressed with my argument. But um, it, it's not solid. But but it, it's maybe giving Kirby a, a more credit than he deserves, or maybe the credit he's earned. I don't know. But you're right. Dan Mullen's done a much better job this year. Uh, Georgia has dealt very poorly with the expectations. And that has shown uh, time and time again. But I, 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 I'm gonna, I, I will give them one. You know, sometimes you just say, okay, this is my last shot at, at backing this team. And that's okay. Uh, you know, I'm not personally invited. This is not an emotional game to me. Uh, I still am, in, by the way, I'm still intrigued by the Florida-Georgia, Georgia-Florida, whatever it is, matchup. Because I, I feel like I've lived on a different side of the universe uh, mm-hmm. being in the West. My, uh, other than the four years at Tennessee, but when I was at Tennessee, they, it was not an East school. Uh, so, so this this whole thing is still rather bizarre to me, um, and and maybe I'm missing something. Uh, and I will be first in line to say I was wrong, and I had I, it was a leap of faith. And I'm sure my my buddy Lance will tell me that. <laughs> Monday, Monday well, that's that's the thing I was going to talk to you about, it, and and that night you brought it up. I'll just say this: I know Gator Nation King winces. Whatever, whatever Lance gets on the air, and there's a contention between you and him. He's a screamer, shouter. He's not representative of Gator fans that we like and care about. I know it's good show business, but my gosh, if I can find a sacrificial lamb for you to be their representative, like a pool reporter or someone to call in every now and then to say, hey, I'll set Lance a little bit, I think Gator fans would be much Removed. Oh, listen, we, we, we get a lot of great Florida calls. You know that. But I will say this. you know, Sometimes as a host of a show, you root against a team because of a caller. But as soon as I root against Florida because of Lance, I think about I think about Daryl calling in Monday. So it's a, it's, it's a walk. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's almost like you and Lance are locked horns. But people think, like one guy says on here, you hate Florida, fine bomb. You don't hate Florida. I know that. I'm, you've been a big fan of, no. of, of, of Dan's. And I know you well. And I know you don't hate Florida. But there's that old perception. You know, they want to make something out of it. So Lance is causing well, you problems. Okay, that's what I'm telling you. you. Know, uh, we were together awful, an awful lot. And no, no, no one was a bigger Florida fan. Of course. Florida was there. Of course. Uh, that, that was the team. I, 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 did, I, did, I, I cheered for them every game. Um, I, I like Ron Zook, too, believe it or not. Uh, Urban, you know. That was, I know. That was no we'll talk about that sometime uh, another day. But but Dan Mullen, uh, I have, I've been a fan of his since the day he arrived. And uh, you know, anyone who thinks I'm – anti-Florida uh, is just simply wrong. Well, I'm gonna, I've am gonna. i got a spot reserved for you, first-class spot reserved to you on the Gator bandwagon Monday if the Gators beat Georgia, okay? Well, it will, uh, buddy, the, it will be hard to get on the Gator bandwagon Monday if they win this game. <laughs> you might be under it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I promise you, it won't be hard getting off the Georgia bandwagon. Yeah, there's something going on there. We'll see what it is. It's going to be fascinating. I will wave to you from the crowd. Story, though. I, I, really, I really have an uneasy feeling about what, what, what I'm mm. seeing there from mm. that standpoint. Yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of what's going on. Well, I will wait to you from the crowd and, and have a good show. It's going to be quite a, quite a day on the river, as they say. Buddy, always a pleasure. Paul, thanks so much, my friend. 
You got it. See you soon. All right. Paul Feinbaum. Always generous with his time. He doesn't hate Florida. I know you all think he does, but I'm not going to try to convince you otherwise. eh? So you heard what he says. He thinks something's going on with Georgia. He thinks something's going on with Georgia. And uh, it ain't good. But, you know, there's a lot of rumors, but this game's got to be played down the field. We still have to, you know, it's going to have to be uh, the scoreboard's going to decide it. All right? We're not going to decide it right here on uh, on this program today, uh, whatever. But uh, it is a good day. It's a fun day. And I want to tell you about a couple of my friends and people that I care about. And here's one of them. No one ever plans a car accident. Having a plan after you've been in one, however, can make a world of difference. Daniel L. Hightower has been fighting for accident victim justice in Ocala and statewide since 1976. After meeting with Dan and his team, you'll know your case matters, that you matter, and that Dan will fight hard to get you just results. If you've been severely injured through no fault of your own by a careless or reckless driver, you need Daniel L. Hightower. No one ever plans a car accident. that I care a lot about, and that's the people over at uh, this company, Renstar Medical Research. Good people, uh, Gator fans, turns out. The wife of Scott Bradley is one of the owners, just coincidentally. Uh, They've been my client for a long time and were before Mary was married to Scott. And Joe Sorrentino, one of the truly great guys in our community, his son Joey played for the Gators. But aside from all that, they do these things, like the Ocala Quarterback Club Scott Brantley Trophy, uh, which is going to be awarded next spring to some un- some fortunate kid from a six-county area who will be uh, rep- representing our area uh, for his academics, his scholarship, uh, his, uh, his athletic ability, football playing ability, his leadership, his citizenship, and he'll be celebrated with the first Scott Brantley Trophy. These are young men who are being recognized for game-by-game performances, we will see where this lines up going with the weekly winners, but they're, 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 our team is on it and they're working. Meanwhile, Rinstar is on this so with a proven reputation as a high-quality, patient-centered clinical research facility. Uh, they bring cutting-edge clinical research to Ocala in areas of Alzheimer's disease, psoriasis, osteoarthritis, migraines, fibromyalgia, along with many other conditions that affect our community. Uh, they've been around for a long time. Since 1998, they've done over 600 and closer to 700 clinical trials. Uh, their information, they partner up with the pharmaceutical and biomedical companies, and their their data goes there. And these studies are closely monitored and also regulated by the FDA. Safety is a priority. So if you want to be in one of these clinical trials, you can call Ocala 352-629-5800. Ask about it. Uh, you can go online at uh, www.renstar.net. And uh, let them know you're interested. And, and check out the, uh, the the slogan they got there. I love this slogan. Renstar Medical Research seeking tomorrow's answers for the health questions of today. Okay, we're going to hit the the road here and see if we can, uh, say, road being the highway, the road on the, the phone, and talk to our friend in Denver, Colorado, to me, who is a real a student of... Uh, of college football, a guy who's uh, I've been doing shows with a long time, uh, and a guy who uh, is fun to talk to, and he's been on the program with me. 
I would say over the years, Joe and I have done well over probably a couple hundred programs, all right? Today is Football Friday, and we're going to see what Joe's got for us. We have a little wagering contest going on with Mythical Money here, uh, and we're, uh, we're going to wager some more and see how we come out picking a football. You got your games picked for the weekend? Well, hopefully you do. Um, I've got my card in front of me. This is the one I've got. Football this Friday. Is, is this the Football Friday office? Yes, it is. Okay, is Mr. Football Friday in, please? Speaking, all present and accounted for. It. Oh, Mr. Football Friday, how are you, Joe? Pretty good, buddy. How are you doing today? Well, you know, it can't be bad. It's Florida, Georgia weekend. You know what that means? It's the world's largest. You finished the sentence. Yeah, I was going to say, it's said a happy bunch of gators. It will be for at least the next 24 hours. It's 48 or so, exactly. Well, After we'll see. That, we don't know. We don't know. No, but uh, I'll get your leaning. I just had Paul Feinbaum on. He's about to pull the trigger, but he can't quite do it yet. Gator fans keep accusing him of hating Florida, which he does not. That means if you don't pick their team, they don't like you. Uh, we're going to save yours to last and see how much you're going to bet on it. I have in my little hand here, Joe, uh, five football games where we will bet a mythical amount of money on. Uh, you don't even know the games yet. And I don't know how, how we stand because I've lost the papers and stuff. We're somewhere around the same. We're around twelve hundred bucks a piece. About two hundred to the good, I think, is what we're right. Yeah, I think the key is we're still on the plus side. We're on the plus side, and I might be a nose ahead. You might be a nose ahead, but it's okay. We'll see. And uh, this is a, not too many good games, but the best ones being playing right there in Jacksonville, Joe. But before we get there, any comments on what you've seen so far? And of course, the uh, the final four picture. It looks like it could change, uh, and it's already changed since Ohio State lost. How do you see it shaping up right now? And uh, do, do you well, think, I think the key now, buddy, is how many one-loss teams uh, are there? Uh, actually, the other way, how many undefeated teams mm-hmm. are there going to be when the smoke clears? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, obviously, Clemson uh, and Notre Dame are on the tip of everybody's tongue because they have not yet lost. And uh, if they do lose, then uh, it's going to be a lot of fun trying to pick out from about ten one-loss teams. Mm-hmm who the committee would give the uh, edge to. Mm-hmm. It'll be pretty clear-cut as long as Notre Dame and Clemson go undefeated. And Alabama, of course, if they do, which they'll be favored to do. And uh, then you've only got one slot left. But if you let Clemson and Notre Dame lose, it's going to be like a free-for-all. And it'd be a lot of fun. And I'd like to see I'd like to see that. I, I'm reluctant to bring this up because it kind of annoys me that some of these people are trying to get in on a party and be party crashers, although I think they've called off their caravan, I heard today, um, that the uh, people at UCF are trying to get in on the act. And, and I, look, I, I understand representing your team and being proud of it, and you should because they've had a great run. But this business about being you know, automatically you know, uh, included in the playoffs just ain't going to happen. Uh, number one, uh, I think they should change their name to the Unicorns because that's that fits what the people think about. They're really not real, you know, but they may try to make them real. Uh, and the second thing is that uh, do you see any scenario whatsoever by which UCF could wind up in the playoffs? No, I do not, just because of their schedule, kind of what you're talking about. Uh, I mean, they're to be congratulated for beating whatever teams are put in front of them, mm-hmm. but we've been down this road before with the Boise States of the world, and uh, you just uh, you, you can't. If you look ahead, like the committee's got to look, and you, you look at the teams that they play, you know, and playing SMU one weekend and then Tulsa the next, and then every once in a while you throw a South Florida in there who's pretty good, and, you know, maybe you beat a Pitt 
one time, a pit, not not LSU or Mississippi State or Alabama or Georgia or Florida or any of those, a pit. That's just not going to get. That's not going to get. That isn't going to work, and uh, it shouldn't work. And uh, Central Florida is a very good team. They were better last year than they are this year. I have a feeling. But even if they go undefeated, they're not going to. Let's let's just say, for instance, a one-loss Oklahoma. They're not going to leapfrog a one-loss Oklahoma team. It's yeah. not going to happen. Right. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. All right. So now, <clears throat> having said all this, looking at the card. And trying to figure out who is going to be there at the end. Because one of the great things about college football, it's not 100% predictable. You know, we love the upsets. And they do happen. And, Joe, every every November things change. There's always going to be something that you didn't expect to happen. So uh, so you start counting your chickens, you get in trouble. So let's go to the card. I've got my Ocala Quarterback Club card in front of me. And I picked out five games. And you can wager whatever you'd like to on this up to, well, whatever you got. You got plenty of money. So we're getting to the end. We'll just, we're pretty close to even. Let's start out with one in your territory. Uh, Colorado versus Oregon State. Oregon State gets 24 points, Joe. Uh, Colorado's been a, had a little slippage lately. Uh, Oregon State getting a little better. That's a bunch of points. How are you going to go? Yeah, that's a lot of points. And I, I wouldn't really go, uh, I'll bet $100 on that since that's the minimum. Because I think the line is about right. I think Colorado will win from between 20 and 28 points. So, okay, so you're going to Colorado. Is, okay. Huh? You're going, you're going to Colorado there. I'll go Colorado for a, for a dollar. Okay. But, uh, for, all right. So $100. No and I got 100 on Oregon State. That's how I'm told. Okay. It. You know what? And I wouldn't argue with you the other way. Yeah. No. I mean, I just already picked my games in advance, so I wouldn't be influenced okay. by yeah. you. Let's take Stan- – I think you've got – let's put it this way. I think you've got just as good a bet as I do. No. I'm in love with it. Just, they're not that many great games. Okay. Um, but I want to get that on because it's local for you. Stanford, Washington, that conference you love to hate. Washington State. Washington State's a really interesting team. Fun to watch last week. Uh, Leach has got those guys playing some good football. Their defense is pretty good, uh, which is unusual. Stanford been a big disappointment to me. One of the biggest. I will never play them again, by the way. I'll give you a little preview. Washington State gets three points at Stanford. Stanford's biggest problem this year, and they've really not been able to establish a good, solid ground game. You know, usually they can run the ball yeah. and uh, – they can count on their ground game, and that kind of mm-hmm. sets everything up. You know, they run a, like a pro-style offense. Right. They're one of the few teams, Power 5 teams in college football, that don't go for that spread business. They mm-hmm. line up and come at you like an NFL team, and they use the tight end. And uh, that's uh, kind of the way they play, but it all starts with their ground game, and they haven't been able to do that. Uh, Washington State is very interesting. I don't know how this leech does it. I really don't know how he does it. He's done it everywhere he's he been. Yes. He's been the architect of some really good offenses, including at Oklahoma when they won the national championship. And uh, I, I, isn't he funny, buddy? He stands over there, and he's got that little bitty piece of paper he's got in his hand. Yeah. And he's always scribbling something on there. Absolutely, yeah. professor. <laughs> I, I just, I mean, I marvel at it. We've had him on the air a few times. You know, and he's kind of funny to talk to. Yeah. But he never really gives you much, you know, in, yeah. in terms of, you know, because you want to say, how do you do this? You know, how yeah. do you get players to go to Pullman, Washington? Well, he got them to go to Lubbock, Texas when he was in Texas he Tech. Did. And the Texas, Lubbock, Texas is like the far side of the moon. I yeah. ought to know. I used to live down there. There you go. Country. So uh, I don't know how he does it, but I'll take uh, Washington State plus the points for 500. 
500 play there, and Buddy's got 300, and he's got Washington State. Okay? okay. All right, so we're going to move this along a little bit. Another team, uh, so I'll skip this one. I'm not going to give you this game. Uh, there's two, three games. Left. I know you want to pick Texas. So uh, Oklahoma State is a get three and a half against your Longhorns. How do you want to play that? I take 500 on Oklahoma State plus the points. All right, Joe. I smell an upset there. Sam Ellinger, Texas's quarterback, uh, has turned into a really good player. Not a great player, but for what Texas likes to do, uh, they've got a pretty young football team. And Ellinger lines up, and they did this against Oklahoma, buddy. It's like the old single wing. It's third and three. They're mm-hmm. not going to throw it. They let just they, he just takes mm-hmm. off with it and runs over everybody. Yeah, and uh, gets the first down. Yeah. Well, you know he jammed his shoulder against Baylor. Something happened, and uh, he, he's not as healthy as you'd like. And uh, otherwise, I would uh, gladly take Texas. But uh, they're going into Stillwater. It's a Saturday night game. Three and a half. Uh, points is just enough for me to think, you know what, yeah. I'll take a shot with Oklahoma State yeah. for 500. 500. Okay, 500 Oklahoma State. Two more real quick. One of them is, a, I think, we talked about on your show this week, you and I and Irv and Kent, about Missouri-Kentucky, the games at Missouri. Kentucky yeah. gets seven points? Yeah. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah, it tells me something is wrong. You, you know, when the number looks that cockeyed and it looks so easy, you usually go the other way. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, I would stay. Do you remember another game with Kentucky? I said I thought the number was wrong, and it was South Carolina. Yeah, you did. They were playing mm-hmm. about a month ago. Yeah. And I said that number did not look right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we should have piled all over Kentucky, which mm-hmm. you did, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. But I thought the number was uh, was was cockeyed. Yeah. And so I went to South Carolina. Well, this number looks cockeyed. Guess what? I'm taking Kentucky plus seven. Yeah. What are you? Going, how much are you going for? Twice. How much? I'm gonna go five hundred on them. Joe, I'm going a thousand on okay. Kentucky. I'm going a thousand there. I think that number's wrong. I'm not a gambler. If I was, I'd pile on that one. I got thirty seconds to pick the game of the week and the game of the year for the Florida Gators. Florida getting six and a half points for the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Is something wrong at Georgia? I don't know. Uh, what's going to happen there, and who do you like, and for how much? I'm going with the Gators this week. Ooh, plus, Joe. The, plus the six and a half point. Yeah, I am. Uh, I didn't like what I saw, uh, Georgia and LSU. And uh, I think uh, when you got a defense like uh, the Gators and an offense that kind of is hit and miss like uh, Georgia has, yeah. uh, I'll take that six and a half points. I'm not a big uh, Gator fan offensive-wise, as we all know. Uh, I don't trust their offense. I don't trust uh, uh, that that part of their team. But their defense is real good, and you can't give that kind of a defense six and a half points. I think I think the Florida defense can make that stand up, at least yeah. the point spread. Maybe the Gators lose, but I like Florida plus the six and a half, and I will do that for a thousand. A thousand dollars. He likes him. Wow. All right. I, I'm not as bold as you. I took Florida for five hundred. So there you go. It's going to be interesting. Joe, thanks so much. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. We'll be there, and uh, we'll see what turns out. But it could be a big, big weekend for Florida Gator fans coming up, Joe. Okay, buddy. All right. Joe Williams, the hitman. Appreciate that. Speaking of the hitman, I want to say my Rebecca, uh, who my daughter, who's on screen, saying hello to the hitman. Happy birthday to my granddaughter, Gracie Bell Simmons. She is 16 years old. I can't believe it. And a beautiful, 
beautiful young lady in every way. She is spectacular in her grades, in her character, in her looks, her demeanor. She is a beautiful young lady, and I'm so proud of her. It's a wonderful time. I wish I could be with you, baby. I love you. All right? So, all right. So, I'm going to do this now um, and uh, see if I can get this before I call the Iron Duke. And we still got to do our quarterback club picks. I know some of you people are not huge fans of the picks. But, hey, you know what? We grind all week. It's fun to have a little something, something different to do. So, we're going to continue to do that. We're going to tell you also about your, don't forget, all far sports wear. T-shirts. Meanwhile, there's plenty of good stuff there. Uh, Gator fans aren't by themselves. You can go on there if you're other fans and find things. Tony does a terrific job. Uh, he and Ashley, uh, they're our customers, our friends. Uh, he won't be this weekend tailgating. I will be in Jacksonville, but not on an official tailgate. But I will be there with my coordinating producer, Chad, because my real executive producer can't be there. Ben, uh, my son, Brendan, he's out of town. But nonetheless, uh, Chad and I will be there along with uh, Danny Williams and uh, maybe Darren. And we'll be there a lot, uh, P, uh, for the event. And I'll be in the press box. So looking forward to that. I'll be wearing some of my gear for, for the uh, one of those shirts uh, for from All Florida Sportswear. I love, still love the basic white. And some of you are queried about them. The, the basic white, stay loyal to the kingdom. As I had wore one last night, I, I don't have any more of them. Uh, I think Brendan has some white with orange, but I want to eventually turn all that over to Tony. So Tony will be our shirt guy and our, and do our stuff. So meanwhile, he's a good man. He's got a good product and he's been taking, taking good care of our GNK elites. Uh, if you haven't got yours, go to allflowersportswear.com. Check it out. We'll have more information later. Probably something coming off of South Carolina. We'll let you know about that. Okay. I'll tell you about that real quick. Um, and then, um, let me tell you about Center State Bank. Uh, this is my bank. You see two pictures up there. We like it so well. Uh, Center State Bank, uh, is not, is much more than a bank. It's that and a lot more. Uh, and it, uh, I love the facility because it's so beautiful. The second floor art gallery. Um, I, I love being able to go in there and, and it feels like a, like a home almost. Um, and you can um, you can check it out for yourself uh, if you're in Ocala. There are plenty of others, by the way, around the state that you can also find. Go to inter- go to centerstatebank.com, and there are 82 locations in 30 Florida counties for you to check them out and go see what they do uh, and what they're about. And uh, you know, I don't know if they all have chocolate chip cookies or not, but they got some great ones here in Ocala at that bank. Um, and uh, they also do things in the community, which is why we say. Center State Bank Center on Community and Customer Service. Uh, we've gone to our quarterback club meeting over there uh, with Megan Mullen. Uh, go by and see why they believe in their core values. Uh, they're locally market-driven. They have a long-term horizon on their financials. They believe in relationship banking, and they have world-class service. Center State Bank, check them out. 
Uh, go online again. CenterStateBank.com. If you're in Ocala, call them at 352-368-6800. Many locations to serve you. Center State Bank, centered on community and customer service here on a football Friday. Good to be with you. Uh, okay, uh, let's see if we can catch up with the Iron Duke. We've also got uh, some more picks for you later in the program. Uh, by the way, feel free to glom on. And, uh, and make your picks. Today's the day. You know, we won't give anything for it, but, uh, you, what do you think? Six and a half points. You like that bet? If you had, if you had a million dollars that you had to play on this game, and again, I'm not a big gambler, but, and you had to play it and think about it, not so just from your heart. Think about it. What would you do and where would you do? Uh, wh- what would you do with this? Would you spend it all here? Would you, would you take the six and a half and sit back? Some of you got seven and a half if you bet it earlier in the week. So anyway, that kind of stuff is going on. Uh, and it's a, a fascinating play. I still can't get over that Kentucky line. It's amazing. Wow. Why is that line like that? That makes you suspicious, doesn't it? Like, um, like Joe said, uh, while I'm waiting to get a hold of friends, I want to, I'm running a little behind. We remind you to tell you about Grinders for Men. Uh, Grinders for Men is a, uh, is an institution here. It's, it's more than just a tradition. It's an institution, uh, and they have, uh, they've been dressing generations of people here for a long, long time. And, and, and my friend, late friend, Augie Greiner was the one who, who started this. Uh, and he is the guy who, uh, who set the tone for it. And they have dressed generations since then. Uh, and they have done a, a great job of keeping you up to date, but yet traditional. You know what I mean? You can look sharp and look up to date. Uh, and, and maybe you don't want to go with the absolute newest fads, but they've got plenty of things to show you how to dress. No matter your generations, uh, they've got them there. I also want to say that David does a great job in the community. Uh, he is also uh, in, in working with the uh, Ocala Gator Tip-Off Club. Uh, and the Ocala Gator Tip-Off Club, uh, it starts its meetings today. They're, uh, they're actually meeting with Mike White uh, up in um, Gainesville. Going to practice, one of the things they do. And uh, again, talk about community people. David DeSantis is heavily involved in that and does it. And, uh, and so Grinders, uh, for men is a place you kind of have to go there to understand what it's about. Uh, you know, it's a men's shop. There's ladies next door. Uh, and I go there and I will buy shirts. Like I got to go and buy a shirt now. And I know that the last time I was there, they didn't have anything for me. Uh, it just didn't look right. Um, and I couldn't get it, it work. And so, uh, uh, David said, look, I'll get some new stuff in the fall. And here's what it looks like, by the way. Uh, some, some new stuff for here coming soon. And I'll, I'll have something your size. Well, I mean, that's what you needed to know, right? So now today I'm probably going to go by there and I'm going to say, David, do I have anything yet? I'm going up to Jacksonville. I want to get something for, uh, for the Florida Georgia game. Can you help me out? And, uh, David will, uh, Will tell me, yeah, look over there, or no, I don't have those in yet, or this will look good on you. And I actually trust David. If he tells me, get this, uh, this is what you need, try this on, this is what you need to do, uh, I'll trust him. That's the thing you get at there, you don't get other places. So, while we're talking about new fall lineups for the Gators, football and basketball, talk about your lineup for your clothing. Go to Grinders, located at uh, 405 East Silver Springs Boulevard in Ocala. Uh, go online, you can find them on Facebook. Uh, and email them at grindersmens, grindersmens, no apostrophe, at embark.com and check out, uh, the fine 
clothing they have for you. They do a good job on fine clothing, okay? Grinders for men. All right, let's see if we can still get the Iron Duke. He may have left me by now and said, you're late, buddy. Let's see if he's available uh, to give us his pick because the world is waiting for the Iron Duke, right? He is, uh, he's everywhere. He was on this Monday, and let's see if we can raise him up now. Branch Beard. Branch Beard. Been kind of a crazy football Friday with people talking, talking, talking. Paul Feinbaum, Joe Williams, and I've not even got my other picks on yet, but you know what? I got the Iron Duke, who, by the way, if for some reason has turned sideways. I don't know why exactly, but this is what he looks like sideways right there. <laughs> I see you. I, I'm seeing you sideways. Uh, it's because you got your computer turned sideways. That's why. You're, you're coming across, so you have to set it back. Your, your camera's turned. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's perfect. Perfect. Good job. Sorry about being late, but we had people who were talking long today. And, uh,. Uh, we need you for the anchor here. We're going to hand you the baton that you take us home. Uh, France Beard, uh, who of course writes uh, thoughts of the day on, uh, on, uh, on Facebook, on, on our page, uh, Generation Kingdom page, Generation Daily News, Generation Buddy Martin Show. Uh, Francis, what a week, huh? What a crazy week. And now there's stuff going on at Georgia that people are kind of grousing about with all their decommits. What's happening? Well, uh, I think Georgia's been exposed. Um, you know, people are see people are looking at this, and Dan, you know, let, let's let's get real here. Kirby Smart benefited from great recruiting by Mark Richt. I mean, he had a, a ready-made defense that came in there. Lots of people who went on the NFL. He had two great running backs in Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb. He had uh, starters on his offensive line. He had everything in place there to make a great run. And this year he benefited from a lot of preseason hype and the fact that uh, they didn't play anybody. As Lee Corso said today, uh, Georgia's had one test and they flunked it. And that's the LSU game. Florida, on, on, in the meanwhile, while Florida, uh, under a first-year head coach, um, keeps making progress. Even in that Kentucky game, if you go back to that Kentucky game, progress was made in that game. It's hard to envision progress in a game that you lose, but the Gators actually made progress in that game. And I think that, that the taste of that defeat in their mouths uh, has remained, and those guys don't want to revisit that. Uh, I, I think Florida's got everything going for it going into this game, and I think Georgia has lingering doubts because Georgia Georgia watched the film of that LSU game too, and they got to be smart enough to realize that if Coach O doesn't go conservative in the red zone, they lose that game by 40 points. You make some good points. I think there's a consensus that something's going on. There's a slide. Now, we could be totally wrong, and Georgia could come out and wake up and suddenly kick in because they've got the players and the athletes. But the feeling has been in the last 72 hours that there's a wave. And even Feinbaum said, he says, something's going on here. Uh, I, I sense something. He said, I can't, I'm not uh, to uh, uh, to a point where I'm ready to, uh, you know, to make the leap. But he said, uh 
He may be willing to jump on the bandwagon come Monday because he thinks Georgia's something going on there. So it will be interesting to see what happens. I said to him, you better jump on the bandwagon. You might get run over. So uh, Florida fans almost overconfident, friends. Well, I, 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 I don't know if it's overconfidence as much as it is the most optimism we've seen in a Florida football team in quite a few years. Uh, you have to go back to 2012 when there was this much optimism. And, and even in 2012, the optimism was tempered by the fact that the offense really sucked. Uh, and, and all, you know, they all they could do is they ran the ball and punted and then, then played great defense. This team can actually run the ball, throw the ball. Uh, here's the thing I love about this football team, buddy. You look at the fact that they almost always get two or three first downs. They, they're very, very few three and outs with this team. They get two or three first downs. And when you got a punter like, like uh, Tommy Townsend, you can flip the field. And Florida is winning that field position battle. You know, Florida is doing a great job of winning that field position battle. And I think that's going to be the key tomorrow. I think Florida will win the field position battle. Georgia's punting sucks. Uh, I, I think the Gators can stuff their run and do what LSU did. And, and you look at the LSU game. LSU always got two or three first downs, moved the football, flipped the field. Georgia was starting way back in its own territory the whole ball game. And LSU had played with a short field and still 475 yards in that game. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely, um, you know, and here's the thing is that is if, if LSU is really the deal, as some people think they are, if they're the second or third best team in the country, whatever, uh, and I don't care if you believe in comparative scores or not, friends, it's right before your eyes, as you said. Look, Florida could run the ball on LSU. Georgia could not. Can we draw anything from that? Yes, yes, we can. Uh, we we can we can draw on on the fact that that Florida's offensive line is really really coming together. Georgia's offensive line has some injuries, and they're young and they're inexperienced. And quite frankly, um, we're discovering that Jake Fromm for uh, the many good qualities that he has uh, probably struggles more reading defenses than Felipe Franks. Felipe Franks has really, really improved in that area. And Jake Fromm was totally exposed in that ball game because really, Oh gosh. Yeah. I, I, I watched some, watched some stuff yesterday about how Fromm had so many misreads in that ball game. Uh, saw that piece, yeah. yeah Missed yeah. a lot of open receivers, and uh, yeah, saw that piece. Yeah, on ESPN. Open receivers didn't mm-hmm. see blitzes coming, things like that. And that's not just somebody who's had a bad ball game. It really isn't, buddy. That's Alabama saw that in the saw that in Alabama. Dominant, you know, came back from from trailing at the half and won that game last year in the second half. By doing the same thing, they turned Jake. They made Jake from very average, and Florida can do that. And that's what it takes. You've got to, you know, in that offense, 
it's, you know, what's the old term again? Cut the head off the snake. Mm-hmm. You cut the head off the snake. You make Jake Fromm average, and the offense, the offense bogs down and is very, very, very poor. Yeah, and one of our astute listeners and one of our top guys in our organization, Len Tindall, who knows his football, he says he thinks Cheney will be out as offensive coordinator next year, the way things are going, because they're going to lose at least a game or two the rest of the way. Well, uh, I, I, as long as they beat Kentucky, I, I, I yeah. hate to be in the position. I hate to be in the position of pulling for yeah, I know. Georgia. This, this is why yeah. I, I, I'm just praying that Missouri can spring the upset on Kentucky, so I can pull for Kentucky next week. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I it, it just the the thought of of uh, having to pull for Georgia in anything almost makes me you know that almost makes me bark. Yeah, for sure. All right, so I was, I was there in 1968, buddy, and guess yeah. what? I'm like Steve Spurrier. I don't ever, ever, ever forget. Yeah, there you go. Well, I, I was there too, by the way. I was not in the rain. I was in the press box, but I was. It was. Yeah, a, you were warm in the press. Yeah, box. it was a, freezing my butt off. Yeah, yeah, it was. A, it was a. Uh, there's been a lot of payback for that, and that in 1966, Georgia Keel still paying for beating Spurrier as a player. But nonetheless, we'll see how that Steve is, of course, a different place now. Let me ask you a question. <clears throat> i got about, well, whatever you want, however you want, you want, we can go. But I was just going to say, I want to focus in on, on play calling for a second. We talked about this all week. We may have touched on it a little bit on Monday when you were on. I've talked about this with probably about 10 people this week, and you know this, you said it just like I have. If it comes down to a chess game, I like the Florida coach, you know, because he's, he's playing chess while they're all playing checkers, as I like to say. And so having said that, now the question is, what will Mullen come up with? Is he just going to come out there and go plain vanilla and say, we're running the ball at, coming right at you, and we're going to hit some quick pass, quick slants, and throw deep a few times? Or will Mullen come up with something at just the right moment? to make the difference in the game. And it may be, I may be romanticizing this, you know, beyond, but I got this play in my mind, and it, it probably will never come off, but I mentioned it because it represents the spirit of the chess master himself, to say this guy would do something like this. I'll give it to you again, and the listeners are saying, oh, no, not again, buddy, please. But I'm still going to, because one of the things I loved about Mullen's call with Lucas Kroll and the left-handed pass was, before they knew who Lucas Kroll was, he was on the field and throwing a throwback pass to set up a touchdown. It was a brilliant call, okay? I've seen throwbacks before, but who knew he was left-handed? And who knew who he was for the first 20 seconds, you know? So uh, you take this situation. If you use the same thinking, and again, I qualify this by saying this is just an idea of surprise, there'd be something like this. Florida has the ball second eight on the 18-yard line of Georgia, needing a touchdown to win or whatever, and in the game comes, I don't even know his number, okay? I have to look it up. Uh, it's not a name that we've heard or a name that we have uh, talked about. or He's actually forgotten because why? Because he hasn't played. And his name is Jacob Copeland, uh, and he goes on the field. Next thing you know, you're running a flash sweep. This guy's got great speed. He's off running. He scored a touchdown until they say, who was that masked man, right? Now, you say, why would you play Jacob Copeland? You don't want to burn a red shirt. Guess what, friends? You're not burning a red shirt. You can play him in four games. That's the kind of thinking that Mullen comes up with. Well, here's the, you know, 
we think back to the Mississippi State game. Everybody. By the way, excuse me, France, he's number 15 of all numbers. How can I not know that? <laughs> Sorry. Here, here's, the, here's the thing that, that we tend to forget. The Mississippi State game. Kadarius Tony's in the ball game. And people, everybody forgets he was a high school quarterback, mm -hmm. a very successful high right. school quarterback in the state of Alabama. And he takes a couple steps back. The ball becomes a lateral. The throw down to Morrill Stevens for mm -hmm. the touchdown. Florida wins that ball game. Uh, this is the kind of thing that Dan Mullen does. Dan Mullen sets people up. He is constantly setting people up. And I, did, I don't know if you were, when we were with that other organization back in the late, you know, for, you know, like 2008, uh, mm -hmm. I did a series of, of uh, articles with, with Mullen, talk, I, I did a three-part series on Mullen, you know, making a game plan and coming up with a game plan. And one of the things I learned about him is it's like he has files in his brain. And he's doing something, and, okay, this, I put this in this file. And it, this, this is the, as you say, the first and goal of the 18 file. And this is the, the third, this, this is the, the, the third and one from the 41-yard line file. But he, he categorizes things extraordinarily well. And he's got this uncanny ability to go to the right file at the right time and dial up, dial up the play mm, right. that, he's, he's, that he has been setting up. Sometimes mm. he's been setting up a play for three or four games in advance. Sometimes it's just three or four plays prior that he's done mm. it. But he is constantly putting things into it, categorizing what's going on in that field, putting it in a file, and then dialing it up at just the exact moment that he needs it. Uh, I'm with you. I think that that there will come a time in this ball game. I like to think it's going to come at a time when he makes that that call and Florida makes that play and it is like the it, it is like the crushing blow to the Poodles. Mm -hmm. I, I just have this really good feeling that Mullen has a has been setting up a play all year long that is designed to be the dagger in the heart, the demoralizer. And I I get the feeling that, that he's gonna have something like that. In store, just like if it's a close game, he'll have something, as you said, you know, something that he mm -hmm. can call on, call on that's totally unexpected yeah. to win ball game. But I also believe that he's going to have that play that is complete, a complete demoralizer. Yeah. All right, France. You know what this is? <laughs> that means it's time for your pick. Uh, I like Florida to win this game, and. Uh, I, I, I've, I've said, you know, I, I made the pick today that it was going to be 24-14. Yeah. And I, I, I think there's a really good chance that Florida can do to Georgia what LSU did. But I'm going to stick with a conservative pick, call it 24-14. Um, 
I think Flor I think it'll be a fairly close game and then in the fourth quarter Florida will dominate the fourth quarter, get a touchdown or, or a field goal that'll put it out of that'll put it out of reach and, and that'll be the end of it. And and the good news is uh when Florida does that, a lot of Georgia people will be heading to Hay Hira to Stuckies so they can you know, drown out their sor- drown out their sorrows with curly fries with cheese on. Be heading heading to the exes by the third quarter. Oh, I I, I love that. I, I remember two, the two thousand eight game all too well. I think there were twelve Georgia people in the stands, and not a single Florida uh, Florida uh, fan had left the had left the Gator Bowl. That that was when Urban Urban made the uh, two timeouts in the last minute yeah. of the ball game, and. Uh, uh, I, I just have I have fond memories of things like that. Okay, uh, Francis, here's my pick. Here's what I see happening. I see Georgia trying to run the ball the first half and not being successful. I think they get a touchdown. I think Florida gets 17 quick points on them with some ball plays and some good plays and passes by. Uh, by Franks and also some terrific running by P. Ryan and getting the ball in the hands of their playmakers like Trey Grimes, who, by the way, needs to get the ball, and Kadarius Tony, two guys that we haven't seen that much of. I think they get up by 17-7.5. Then I think Georgia comes battling back. Then Florida takes the ball and rams it down their throat in the fourth quarter, the way Georgia used to do it under Vince Dooley. And Florida wins the football game. Thirty to twenty-four. How you like them apples? Well, as long as Florida wins, I'll take it, even if it's a one point. Thirty twenty-four. I see that my phone's ringing. It's Dan Mullen calling me right now. He wants that trick play. He wants me to give it to him. I'll draw it up for him. Put it on here. He'll come to you, Dan, right here. Don't forget, Copen fifteen sneaks in the game and he gets the winning score. Okay, all oh, trust me, Francis. We got to go, buddy. Have enjoy the game. Uh, we'll be up there and we'll be thinking about you. We may be doing a show after the game, so stay loose, okay? All right. Take care, buddy. Franz Beard, the Iron Duke. There he is, folks, going out. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, we're going to do this because we promised we would, which is to get back to uh, – we promised we would do the picks. We will do those in a moment. Let me just get uh, – there you go. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. So every week we do this, uh, we have a – Quarterback club meeting. By the way, I'm very proud of the work being done there uh, with, uh, with with Scott Bailey Trophy. It's going to be something terrific uh, that uh, you, that we're going to be really proud of. Some high school uh, player is going to be honored in a big way come next spring, uh, and this is going to be a tremendous celebration of football at the high school level, and also to honor Scott Bailey, who, by the way, last night was honored. In um, Clearwater, and a big deal for him. There's something we're working on at the quarterback club right there. Uh, football Friday uh, should not be on there. But anyway, that's the territory of the six counties. We'll get into this more lately, later. The Scott Brandy Trophy, there's a document about what it is. The quarterback club is raising money. It doesn't go to Scott, by the way. It goes back into the, uh, the program. We hope to be able to offer scholarships to the schools of the finalists, but we don't know about that yet. We are in the process. We're, we're gifted $1,500 on Wednesday night. Thank you very much to Jeff Ulmer, also to Matthew Wardell, and others who have stepped up to help fund this project 
for the Ocala Quarterback Club, the Scott Brandy Trophy. So we're extremely proud of that. You'll be hearing more about that later. And I uh, just want to put that up there and say thanks to the Ocala Quarterback Club. Uh, the Ocala Quarterback Club guys, um, and we do this picking every week, and it's, it's a fun thing. Danny Williams and myself and, uh, and Fred Lant, uh, we do our picks. And here's how it went the other night. Hi, welcome back to the Ocala Quarterback Club meeting at the Ocala Elks Lodge. I'm Buddy Martin with the two geniuses here. To my left from Don Island, Florida, weighing 125 pounds, five foot five. <laughs> Danny Williams is back. He's feisty, ready to go. We'll hear from him in a minute. And the guru himself, Fred Lance, who is, uh, he makes up these lines. Uh, you know, he ought to win. He picks the games, makes the lines. But then it's just me. I'm just hanging on here for dear life. Uh, Buddy Martin, we're going to do pick games. And Fred, you have the selections. Well, what I've got is our results also. All right. Is that what we're going to count last week? We're counting all of them. Okay. Week six, Buddy Martin went. That was the week before last because we had. Why well, last, last week? week. Remember that? I've got last week also. Oh, okay. All right. Week six, Buddy went three and two, mm-hmm. bet $100 a game so out of his mythical bankroll, mm-hmm. and got up to $1,000 total. Woohoo! What did I say last time? You're on the rise. Five figures, I said. You're on the rise. What up? All right. Danny went two and three. Uh-huh. He broke even on his two $500 games mm-hmm. and then uh, was minus 300 plus 200 on the others, mm-hmm. and, or, excuse me, minus 200 plus 100 on the others mm-hmm. for minus $100, which dropped him down to $4,450. Only $3,450 ahead of you, buddy. And I went three and two at 250 a game uh, to go up to 4750 So after week six, uh, buddy 1000 Danny 4450 and Fred 4750 Week seven, buddy went four and one at $100 a game, plus $300, and he's all the way up to $1,300. And by the way, leading the pick. At that, stay at that rate, you what might be back to half with? your bankroll. That's, that's not obfuscate the fact that I have more wins than anybody. But go ahead. Let's have right. one more time. But go ahead. Week seven, okay. Danny was two and three. Uh, two and three and every three. week. And, wow. And uh, Danny? I'll give you the help this way. Danny, you. Uh, I think you lost five hundred dollars. I believe I did. There and you, you went down. Footsteps. Went come. down to three thousand nine hundred fifty. Uh-huh. I went two and three. Lost two hundred dollars. Three. Down to four thousand five hundred fifty. Okay. So going into week eight, Buddy's at thirteen hundred. Danny's at three thousand nine fifty, and Fred's at four thousand five fifty. Trending upward. Okay, let's get the picks on the table. I'm ready all to right. pick some. Ready? Are you going to pick first, Buddy? I would be delighted to. Ready to go. All right. All right. Okay. Um, Our first game is Vandy at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Arkansas gets one and a half points. All right. I am taking Vandy and laying one and a half for hundred dollars. Second game is Utah at UCLA. I'm laying the ten and a half points. Uh, I'm taking Utah. And by the way, that's for a hundred dollars. Florida at excuse me at Georgia. It's actually in Jacksonville. Florida gets six and a half points. Yeah, I wish you to say this was last because I'm putting four hundred dollars on that game. I'm taking the six and a half points. Here's outright. Florida, and you're putting four hundred on that oh, game. Man. That's that's a big and bet. And Texas A&M plus two and a half at Mississippi State. Don't love it, but I'll take A&M plus two and a half and four hundred. For one hundred. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the last game is Oregon at Arizona. Arizona uh, plus ten. Oregon for hundred. Danny? All right, I've got mine all written down and out of order, but we're going Vandy first, minus one and a half. 
I'll bet the uh, $1.6 billion that I won the lottery last night. <laughs> I'll bet 250 on each game. So I'll take Vanderbilt minus one and a half. Um, Utah minus ten and a half. I think they're a really good team. Fred, what was next? Arizona? Well, the next one was Florida, Georgia. Florida, Georgia. Uh, when in doubt, take the points. I'll take Florida six and a half. Um, Texas A&M. Texas A&M. I love Texas A&M. 250. I'll take the two and a half love points. 250? What I don't need is you telling me how to the numbers. That's what Oregon, Oregon and Arizona plus 10. Oregon and Arizona. Oregon, a big loss last week. They're going to have a big letdown this week. I'm taking Arizona and the 10 points. Okay. We're out of time. No time for Fred's picks tonight. Go ahead, Fred. (laughs) All right. Fred takes Vandy. Utah, all all of them for 250. Yeah. Vandy, Utah, UF, A&M, and Oregon. (laughs) Same as mine, exactly. See, you see that? Look, um, you better mine for there. That's why he buddy, wanted to go first. Buddy, he bet buddy, there you go. Buddy, what you pick has nothing to do with what I pick. Well, maybe you ought to start listening up. You yeah. notice it's getting a little more tense as we it get is. close you know to why? the end of the season. Because I'm going up and you guys are going down. <laughs> Next week we'll come back at you again and tell you how this thing came out. I've already tell you. Oh. Great show, guys. Yeah, no, it's a lot of garbage. <clears throat> a lot of smack talk. It's fun, though. Fun to pick games, especially since it's mythical money. Let me just get this in real fast to my a couple of my people I want to shout out to uh, supporting us. I want to make sure we support them. There are people that uh, that we uh, we love um, very much, uh, and I don't have that. So having said all that, I can't do it. But uh, uh, I wanted to just tell you about Tupperware, and I put it on the screen a while ago. Uh, and uh, we uh, we want to make sure that if you need Tupperware, you need to go see Jen. Uh, and Tupper, you saw her address, Tupperware Jen. Uh, we've got her information here somewhere. We'll get to it. Uh, and here's the deal about the Tupperware. First of all, if you've been around, you know this has always been um, uh, this has always been something very useful to households. Tupperware is a great product and has been for a long time. There's a reason why it has been around for a long time because it's useful. And uh, so, uh, if you have one kind of new idea of some kind <clears throat> where you can uh, uh, something for gifts or whatever. Or just something for yourself, you know. Uh, Tupperware makes a great gift. And, and uh, you can you used to have to wait till people had Tupperware parties. Now you can actually go uh, online to Tupperware Gin uh, uh, and go to, to uh, com, And you can shop on our catalog right there. And you can find some of the things that you might want to have for the holidays, which is great. I showed earlier that, uh, that dish that they have, which is great. Uh, and, uh, or you can find things that you want to send for Christmas. So what you, you can always, you, and this day in time with the amount of food that we, that we try to prepare and we want to save and be, uh, be thrifty and, and all that kind of stuff. Leftovers are a good thing as long as you're put away in the right way. Uh, and certainly, uh, that's, uh, important in terms of, uh, Tupperware. So if you don't know, go to Tupperware Jen and Facebook and check out her product. Okay. Do that. And then just a quick shout out to my friends. <clears throat> over at uh, City Farms. <clears throat> uh, there we are back in the days. So we were tailgating. Tracy up there, she's the boss lady. And Chris DeCubilis, uh, City Farms, Florida. They do a terrific job on meat. 
pasture-fed beef and hogs. Uh, I've talked about it a lot. Should have some fall vegetables coming up here soon. Tracy's going to get back with me on this. Last year she had baskets that you could subscribe to and so much a month and you get all these fresh greens. Great stuff. All, by the way, uh, really well uh, grown and tendered and taken care of. And, and those greens are very healthy for you. Farm to table, they're big on that. So go to CD Farms Florida. Check them out, if you will. Uh, and uh, we'll give you more information about that, we hope, at some point to have a party out there. We're still trying to do that, all right? Okay, that's going to wrap up the day uh, for us here on the program, um, and uh, we hope you enjoyed Football Friday. Certainly, you're going to enjoy uh, what's coming up, uh, because uh, when those are draw, this is the game we've been waiting for, folks, for a long time, a meaningful game with lots on the line, the Florida Gators playing football. It is going to be a joy to watch. No matter the outcome, and I think Florida will win the game, I've said that, no matter, we have been treated to quite a ride these first seven, now eight weeks. I'll say have a great weekend. Enjoy the game. Be careful out there if you're going. We'll be in parking lot P if you can make your way over. And uh, share this program with others and tell them about the podcast on the Buddy Barney Show. Thanks to Chad Rich and others for their production work on this show.